talk. And much mistletoeing when loved ones are near. That song isn't even on this album. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your go-to Trying Christmas? to think of sta- uh, Christmas, Christmas standards, number. yeah. Are you one or two? I am one. Okay. I'm going to turn me up. Okay. Ah. Oh, that's quite loud. Oh. <clears throat> Let's do that again. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Ding dong! Ding! <laughs> fucking dog! When <laughs> loved ones are near! <laughs> that's great. Are we all good? Um, Looks like it. Okay. Yeah, let me no, just, let me I'm just do another. Move it there. Another one. Someone brought up Brenda from Bristol the other day. Oh, work. at work. Yeah, good time. I wonder what she's oh, doing. They're a keeper, are they? <laughs> <laughs> another one. Another bad thing. <laughs> Twenty-two <laughs> Christmas special. Hmm. We're only in a good mood because we're giving each other presents. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, well. I mean, we've got some drama, but we'll go into that <laughs> in a bit. Because our flatmate has COVID. It's happened yeah. again. I was the innovator, really. I mean, I was the guy. <laughs> you were I'm very the Elvis the, of COVID. You are the, you're the Chuck Berry of COVID. I'm the Freud of COVID. The Freud of, well, you're Freud in many different <laughs> yeah. ways. What am I giving you for Christmas? A complex. What have you got me, mummy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the most... <laughs> horrible. Um... Merry Christmas in the psych ward. Right, are we good? Yeah, good. Okay. Good luck editing that. <sighs> levels on that could be fun. That's uh, um, are we good? Yeah. We okay. Let's get fucking Christmas in. on our dongs and welcome to another episode of the bad things podcast i think i made that quote last year as well but you know i'm doing the intro this year so why not where we serve the turkey raw and ensure your creepy uncle delivers you the nuts christmas babes calendar for the 10th year in a row following his seventh divorce i'm once again joined by the jesus to my mary magdalene it's mr jacob simmons a generic needy carol singing congregation at your door salutation to you mr simmons it's a lot to digest in that intro Thank you very much, Nathan. Um, first point, I don't think I've ever had carolers come to my door. Oh, really? Never, never. I don't, I don't think I ever had any when I was living with my parents. I never had any at uni. It's one of those experiences that I can only relate to through media, unfortunately. Never had carolers. It's at least happened once to me back mm. in Sussex, but that's Sussex, isn't it? Like, there's nothing else to do. Did you so. know all the people? No, I didn't. I didn't wow. actually, yeah. I live in quite a large village, oh, a commuter yeah. village. So. Oh, okay. You always yeah. made it out that there were like four people there. And no, Two of not. them were your parents. Definitely not a hamlet. No, ah, so, okay. Uh, Fair enough. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, you know, I lived in a town of 40,000, so... <laughs> You're not you going to know, know the carolers. Well, no, I don't think anyone could be bothered, I think, is the... Um, the long and short of it. Goodwill, what's that? Um, what else did you say in that? Yes, you did make that ding-dong-dong dong joke last year. Um, 
thank you for making me Jesus this week. Yeah. As opposed to Joseph Jackson last time. <laughs> <laughs> Very much opposite ends of the spectrum. You are you are the Jesus of South London. So, um... <laughs> no, the people outside Brixton Tube Station, they're the Jesus of South London. They're always there. They're talking in his name. They are, in my name. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone said that they, uh, they remember the Jesus people from Brixton in like the 80s. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. It's, it's nice that tradition has lived on, the tradition of hate speech outside a... Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I've heard some pretty hateful yeah. things outside that tube station. Merry Christmas, one and all. It's always fun to hold hands with men going past <laughs> those people. <laughs> it's the most. <laughs> oh dear. Nathan, it's Christmas. Happy bloody holidays, Happy I've written in the script. bloody Christmas. Yes, um, we're here we, again. We need to do two sort of divergent intros here. One mm. where we say, oh, isn't it lovely to be back with our families for Christmas? And the other one, oh, second year in oh, a row. Here Omicron. we are. Omicron. At least I'll be with you this year. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, as, as I said in the intro, we've had a COVID scare. Our flatmate has literally today tested positive. Mm. So you can't do a test because you're still recovering from last but time. I probably can still get it, <laughs> but I can't. To a test and doesn't really make sense. My PCR yeah. is in the post, yeah. so Christmas is on pause at the moment. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording this on the fourth of December, so even yeah. if I do have to isolate, hopefully I'm around on the twenty fifth. Although now I've said that, probably going to get it double, or I'll get Omicron, and it will find out that you know isolation is four years. How are you? How are you feeling about actually having an editorial deadline this time? Um... <laughs> uh, let's find out. Right. <laughs> Uh, this will February. Come out... No, no, no. This will come out before Christmas. It's fine. It's fine. Will it? Eh, it will. Jacob's a busy boy, everyone. Yeah. Yes, will, I am. It will happen. Yeah. Um, at some point. At some point. Yeah. Maybe Christmas next year. When this intro will still be relevant because we'll still be ravaged by COVID. Anyway, let's. It, it, uh... Well, it looks like next year, you know, you're going to be half handing the reins to me, which is. Well, uh... yeah. That's. Um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Nathan might be editing this podcast next year. Um, but do, do we talk about that at the end? Let's talk about that at the end. Yeah, yeah. let's um, let's 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 pretend that Christmas, as we know it, or as we sort of see it through some semi-transparent glass, is happening <laughs> this year. Nathan, we've got some Christmas treats lined yes. up, not only for the listeners but for ourselves as well, mm. for each other. But I'll hand over back to you because this year it's not me, because last year we did Jack Frost, which is a flim. Uh, but this year we are doing a music, which means you're in charge. Yeah, well, I was actually going to ask you, what are we covering oh, today? Oh, right. So... I graciously <laughs> handed back to you. So... No, I, I can. I can do you want to? Okay. Yeah. Um, we're in the early 2010s again. It is the 2012 album with uh, everyone's favourite Grease characters. Well, not the characters, but the actual people. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John bringing out a Christmas album for charity, which we'll get into. Nice stuff. Called This Christmas. Uh, what are your expectations going into this? Bollocks. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know it was for charity to start with, so that yeah. adds another. That adds a nice layer to it. Always going to um, win, win you over. Yeah, I know. I can't. We can't be mad at charity, no, can't you can't. unless it's them. Um, we are the world, in which case I will forever be mad at charity. But yeah, it's. Um, I expected an album of pretty st- of pretty basic Christmas standard covers, and we got an album of pretty basic Christmas standard covers, but with some celebrity guests mm-hmm. and one original song that I think will haunt me for the rest of my <laughs> life. So. Swings and roundabouts, you know. 
you alluded to it. We, this is a very special episode because we're going to be at either either end of the podcast. We're going to be gifting each other some Christmas presents. There's oh, one. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to do this one the first. Does yours rattle? Uh, oh, the other one does actually okay. a little bit. Oh, that almost sounds like rattles. Santa's sleigh, it doesn't does, it? It's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Any children who are listening to this, do not <laughs> listen to this nasty sleigh. man. <laughs> Um, oh my god, the other day when you were like rattling off facts about that Santa tracker. And I oh, was like, Jacob yeah. has literally read everything. <laughs> the US Air Force Santa tracker. Yeah, yeah fascinating story. I always catch it when it's like over Kazakhstan. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I normally, by about 2pm on Christmas Eve, I get excited. Oh. And it's normally around the same time and it's always going over the, Kyrgyzstan. The excitement Kazakhstan. sort of drops off at about 2pm Christmas Day. And then oh it's... god, earlier than that. As soon as I have to wake up before 10am, it's like, why, why are we awake? <laughs> it's the moment! <laughs> no. We're not doing that. Right, should time. we do it? I'll hand my first one to you. Yeah, is this how this is? We're, so we're um, exchanging gifts now. We'll do we're one do, now and one at the end. Yes, and okay. I'll, I'll give you mine first. Okay. So this is based on a, a recent episode okay. of Bad Things. Thank you. Um, here you go. Um, Shall I describe it to the audience? Yes. It's, it's, so it's quite large, quite yeah. sort of wide, but not very <laughs> thick. No, it's not his penis. Um, it's, quite, it's quite bendy. I'm assuming it's some sort of picture book. Okay. It it feels like a sort of children's picture it's book. It's a very fair shout. Okay, let's... If I look at it from this way, the wrapping is okay. If I look it, at oh, it from yeah, the, back, the back, it's yeah. less so. Is it covered, though? It is. I can't see what it is, so... Okay. Don't rip it. You can reuse it next year. Let's <laughs> go straight oh, in the bin. Oh, excellent. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. <laughs> It is the story of Titanic for children. Astonishing little-known facts and details about the most famous ship in the world. The author's name is not on the cover. Thank you. This book tells the story of Titanic, known as the most famous ship in the world. Is it known as the most famous ship in the world? <laughs> is that a statistical I No, fact? I don't think so. Packed with photographs and facts, it includes little-known stories of the unsinkable liner and the people who shaped it, perished and survived its end. The story of Titanic for children truly captures the essence of one of the most spellbinding tragedies. <laughs> spellbinding. It's <laughs> a good description for this podcast of the 20th century. Wow. I can relive the captivating story of Titanic. Not the Titanic, just Titanic. So I was going to buy wow. you a set of Titanic, in quotation mark, souvenirs. Okay. There was like a postcard set that oh, I was going to okay. get you. But then I saw the front cover of this and I wanted you to decide whether the depiction in Titanic The Legend Goes On or <laughs> this depiction on the front of a children's book <laughs> is worse. Uh, I mean, you can't hear any screams, so yeah. I'm going to say the book is better. But... There's, there's no iceberg, but it is sort of sinking. Oh, it's fully gone at yeah, this yeah. point. Yeah, it's not broken in half like the, the film starts. <laughs> yeah, and there's horrible scream. There is a picture of the iceberg on the cover there, which is sort of chilling. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like the circles of the port hole yeah. there's an iceberg. An iceberg's chilling there. Um, yeah, this is, looks pretty comprehensive. Oh, Joe Fullman Joe wrote Fullman. it. Just to give him some... Well done, Joe, if you're listening. Uh, Travelling in second and third class. Oh, the band played on. Here we go. Ah. Titanic's first class passengers were entertained by two bands, a steering quintet and a trio made of a violinist, a cellist and a pianist. On the night of the disaster, they came together as a single band. Here, they played a selection of hymns and popular hits to try and calm the other passengers. According to witnesses, they carried on right to the end. All lost their lives. 
It's the... Mo- no. I'd lose my life for music. That's probably the only thing I'd lose my life for. Would you fancy being the violinist or the cellist in that um, scenario? The cellist, because I might be able to float on my That's cello. True, actually. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do mine now. I okay. I really don't know which one to give you mm-hmm. first. Um, I think I'm going to give you this one okay. first. This relates to an episode we've done this year. Right. Okay, cool. Any, do you want to describe it to the also, listeners Also, we didn't before? discuss having episode-related gifts. We've obviously just well, I mean, done Well, that. what were we going to do? Well, we could have bought just like... We could have shattered and put it in a fucking wrapper or something, couldn't well, don't we? Don't rule it out. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, wait, sorry, I haven't described yeah, it. Yeah, Let yeah, me cover on, it back come up. on. This is for um, everyone. You can tell you I grew mean, up as an only child. It sounds like... I didn't! Well, you've got much older siblings. Yeah, they'd be round, though. Okay, yeah, sure. Um... I mean, it sounds like shit. Like, it sounds like a trinket that I definitely don't want. Okay. Here, here we go. You're miles away. Okay. Oh, am I going to want this? Let's find out. Okay. Here we... Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Jacob, you might as well open my second gift now. Oh, no way. <laughs> no. Yeah. Have we actually done the same We've done thing. the same thing. No way. Okay. Well, is that... Is it, the, is it the same? Yes, yeah, the same. No. <laughs> but to be fair. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> you've actually gone for the actual wow. referenced product. Yes, I have. Wow, we. Okay. <laughs> Why is yours rattle? I don't know. You'll have to have a look. Okay, to put us out of a misery, um, we've both bought each other some St. John's Wort. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I worried that this would happen. I thought this would happen. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, no. But Why my, are we the same person? Mine is actually from Boots. It is actually from though. Boots. So we should explain, so, if you've not heard our Robbie Williams Rude Box episode, yeah, yeah. there is a song. What song is it? Is I it can't the doc- remember what it's Good called. Good Doctor. Is that what it's called? I can't, yeah. It's the Doctor one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's because they're... It rattles. So you've got some more of American style. <laughs> uh, obviously, I got mine off Amazon because I couldn't be bothered to go to Boots. So. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, it's like a proper glass jar with some pills in it. Mine's just in a box. Do not take if you've been diagnosed with depression, despite the fact there's supposed to be a mood lift. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't know what St John's Wort was until I, mean, I went to I what is it? Well, it's a mood booster, apparently. But, but, but what is it? <laughs> I don't know. The brand you've got me is called Ucalm, which is the most American thing. With the most standard, like, flowery logo. Yeah, it's it. got some daffodils on the front. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I want to break the seal and open it? Because I can't take these. I don't, Neither think, of I us, I don't t- think either of us can take these. Do not give to children or adolescents under 18 years. What is going to happen? <laughs> like these don't, what, what do these do? If anyone with any sort of medical knowledge is listening, can you write in and give us some info on Who do we both Ward? know who'd know? We don't know any, I, I we don't know like, any people with practical skills. I feel skills. like our friend Mary might be into St John's Ward. <laughs> Mary, if you're listening, which you might be, then, yeah, let us know. I, I, maybe she's more into, like, mushrooms and things she finds on the floor, right? Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> Did you just reveal her drug habit? Herbal then? remedies and things like that. We might as well do the last present now, it? I think. Okay. This actually relates to this episode. Okay. So, it's a sort of double whammy present. Oh, it's, it's a DVD. It is a DVD, yeah. yes. It's a, it's one to bring you up and one to bring you down, basically. Okay. A bit like St. Charles. Well, one. I'm going to guess okay. this is a Grease Saturday Night Fever double bill DVD. You're close. Oh my god, is it a Saturday Night Fever 1 and 2 DVD? Close, but oh, not quite. Oh, is it Grease and Grease 2? It is a Grease and Grease 2 hey, double DVD. Oh my god, DVDs. 
Oh. There we go. What this is going for a music magpie. <laughs> um, Thanks. Well, that's a rare find. Do you have any idea how hard it is to find Grease 2 on DVD? Probably quite hard. Yeah. Um, there, think... there it is. Um, it's one of those classic that, double bill things where like, you really just want to watch Grease 1, but you have to buy it with Grease 2 as well, just because it comes in the same pack. So... Grease One, special features. Okay. Interview with cast and filmmakers and original theatrical trailer. Mm-hmm. Grease Two special features. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the Grease wow. One special features are awful. <laughs> the original theatrical trailer is not bad. Yeah, they could. Um, hardly the Harry Potter special features. I mean, it's, it? that's going to be on YouTube, a hundred percent. But yeah. yeah, there you go. Grease One and Grease Thank Two. Thank you. Can't believe we did the same fucking present. That is. That's amazing. Oh no! Just further proof. Um... <laughs> wow. I can't do anything with these. <laughs> I honestly might take them. Nothing is going to happen. Can we do an experiment? Can we document? Do you want to do? Yeah, let's both take them, and if one of us dies before the next podcast, then... okay. We we legit need to find out if these actually contain anything, yeah. and then we'll, then we'll do it. Them. Okay. Thank you, Nathan. Thank Sweet. You. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That was that was great. Thank you very much. The Christmas elves are weeping. They as really I also are. said last year. Yeah, he did. Uh, should we do it? Yeah, I'm about to be weeping now. Um, um, let's get into some prehistory. Here we go. The last prehistory of 2021. The prehistory of this Christmas, and in particular, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> So the actual I'm still laughing about the situation. <laughs> Sorry. He's laughing out of his boots. boots. Um so the we don't I don't feel we need to go over the in great detail the actual history of John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. I feel like they're sort of well documented characters in the world well, of give entertainment. Give a little give yeah, a little so, update because so we was, have sort of covered this ground before. Yeah, I was just going to ask you for any particular Travolta or Newton John anecdotes from your childhood or career Jeez. highlights you want to talk about. When I grew about. up in the 70s, yeah. Yes. Um John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. Well, obviously there's Greece, yes. which is like the thing that everyone knows them for, yeah. especially together. Um Travolta sort of went away for a very long time. Wasn't really doing much in the late seventies. Came back in the eighties with things like uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, Pulp Fiction was the nineties, mm-hmm. but in the eighties you would have got Saturday Night Fever. And... Oh, that's seventies. Is that seventies? Yeah, I think it's oh, like seventy-eight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. what's the difference? The long eighties. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and he was in stuff like Get Shorty, which he did. He... That sounds fucking dreadful. He got nominated for an Oscar. Oh for my Shorty. god. Um, it sounds like an Eddie Murphy comedy. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, what else has he been in? He was in Face Slash Off. Yes, that that's one I've got. Nicholas Cage, down. Swordfish, the Hacker movie with Hugh Jackman. He's in. Uh, what was the one he? Oh, what was the one he was in with the motorbikes? Ro- oh, oh wild, wild Hogs. Wild Hogs with Tim Tim Allen. I think is in that movie. That's like a like an, a grown-up Disney comedy, I think, that oh, one. The dear. Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. I think he's in that as well. I really enjoy your Wikipedia <laughs> listing here. Um, but yeah, he sort of uh, found his footing as kind of an action hero in the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s. And then he ended up in Hairspray, in drag, which I think is the first time I saw him. Um, 
which not in Greece as a child. I remember seeing the Hairspray film and being like, oh, who's that? Yeah. John Travolta. No, the woman. John Travolta. No, the, the, the <laughs> mum. John Travolta. And that was good fun. I mean, he does a decent turn in that. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed his performance yeah. in that. Yeah, and can... I don't really like musicals, mm. so... His husband is, I believe, Christopher Walken in that, right? Oh, I've seen oh, it once. Like any film, I've only seen it once, <laughs> and it was about 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, as for Olivia Newton-John, she went on to do very well after Greece. Mm-hmm. Had a very successful pop career, topped the charts, uh, Let's Get Physical, Xanadu, that she did with the ELO. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got some obscure Olivia Newton-John uh, tracks I to pluck I don't think out. I do, no, really. Not yeah. your bag? I've just never gone there, and I realised during doing research and listening to this that she's a very underrated vocalist. You think so? Yeah, you're going to okay. disagree. Well, no, no, I mean, in Greece, like, yeah. you know, obviously your favourite song in Greece is Hopelessly Devoted, yes. which is all her, yeah. and she absolutely blows it out of the park with that. And then the vocal in um, stuff like Xanadu is pretty impressive. Uh, I'm going to get her discography up. I'm I assume you've got it up. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I've okay. just, yeah, got, right. um, got kind of vague notes, really. Uh, I kept it way that. too loose this month. <laughs> oh, you thought the um, uh, the gift-giving was going to take way longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's ruined this, damn it. <laughs> it's going to be a damn, half-hour episode now. Damn our minds. Uh, um, on the Travolta front, I just want to mention a mental film that I watched him in from the early 80s called okay. Blowout. Um, okay. It's a Brian De Palma film where John Travolta plays a sound recordist. Oh, okay. And he goes out one night to record some sounds. Well, because he's a sound recordist, but also he seems to never not be working. And he, so he's recording his sounds, and then a car, a car, yeah, I don't know how to explain this. Someone loses control of a car mm. and it falls into a lake. Mm. Um, so he jumps in and saves the person, but then he listens back to the audio and he notices that there's like a, a gunshot. I think it's a gunshot oh, or there's okay. some sort of tire blowout or something. Um, and then that leads into the whole story. Oh, wow. and it, it turns a bit more into an action film, which isn't great, but the first half an hour where he's just like spooling through tapes <laughs> is amazing. That sounds really good. actually. Yeah. I would definitely yeah. give that a watch. Oh, wow. Maybe, um, he did, maybe he just did like sort of, you know, sort of indie films. Or lesser known film. Or was this meant to be quite a big budget? My dad recommended it oh, to wow, me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, Another shout out to Dave Pack on the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, fair enough. Um, yeah, that sounds all right, actually. I'll, uh, I'll, take, a, I'll take a recommendation of Go that. Put it in your list. I'll put it on the big your list. Excel doc. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a Google Sheet. Oh, sorry. Actually. sorry. Come on, then. On the cloud. Yeah, come on. It's, it's protected now. Um, yeah, I mean, his film career is, uh, is, a, is a very interesting one. Maybe I'll get his filmography up as well, because I've got the discography as well. When do you reckon Olivia Newton-John's first single came out? 69. 1966. Oh, my God. She yeah. must have been young. A contemporary of the Beatles. <laughs> Revolver. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, let's... I mean, this was... There's stuff that came out, like, in Australia. Yeah. Um, I think Australia only. She did the Bee Gees uh, trajectory. <laughs> yes, and the ACDC trajectory as well. Um, what else we got here? A couple of number ones in Australia... First song to chart in the US on its own is a song called Let Me Be There from 1973. I've never heard of. I might listen to the physical album after this. And when I say physical album, I don't mean the CD. I mean literally the physical album. She had two number ones in 1974 and 5. A song called I Honestly Love You and Have You Never Been Mellow. Um, (laughs) That's a clunky title. These are all pre-Greece, though. Yeah. Um, Summer Nights. Obviously, like the Greek... I think You're the One That I Want is one of the most... 
sports songs yes. of all time mm. or something like that. Uh, Xanadu was a number one over here. A song called Magic was a number one in the Not US. Not the Kylie song. I don't think so, no. Physical. Uh, a song called Heart Attack, which got to number three in the US. A song called Twist of Fate got to number five. The Grease Megamix. Hey, the greatest staple entry. of childhood. Disc. What year was that? 98, I want to say. Oh, two, uh, 1990. 90, what? Yes, oh my well god, on, j- like jumping off the jive bunny. Uh, <laughs> probably, it probably was. But she had a very pretty successful pop career by the looks of things. Um, John Travolta had a pop career as well, but I think the less we go into that, the better. Oh, there's an album on Spotify we can definitely oh, do one day. Fantastic. The Travolta compilation. Yes, there is. I think. Um, yeah, his uh, his Travolta Fever, I think it's called. Yes, there is an album called Travolta Fever. Yeah, yeah. It charted in the US at number one hundred and sixty-one. Oh yes, um, but that came out the same year as Grace, so I think probably before he got famous. I think that's so. a cash and a cow. <laughs> uh, have you got any more recent updates on them? Well, Triumph and Tragedy, I think, Triumph is, pro- and tragedy. is probably a good way of putting it. Well, they've both been through the ringer. Yeah. Uh, recently. Um, mm. I mean, John Travolta, I was reading his personal life on Wiki. It's pretty horrid. Mm-hmm. Um, his first partner died in the 70s, I think, of breast cancer. He got married to an, another alum of this podcast, Kelly Preston, from the last year's Christmas Press. Oh, my God. Uh, and they had some kids together. They were married for ages. I yeah. thought it was a, a quite a late thing, but they married since the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their son died, I think, yeah. in the... I want to say the early 2000s, he had a seizure and mm. died. And then, of course, Kelly Preston died last year of breast cancer again. So, and actually keeping with the breast cancer theme, Olivia Newton-John has been very publicly battling breast cancer. Um, For a very, very long time. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, recently this year, I think, didn't she put her Sadie costume up for auction to raise yeah. funds for the... Uh, She's been selling all of her stuff for her... Um... Cancer Centre. It's her foundation, isn't um, it? It's not, I don't think it's her treatment, personally. It's just the, yeah, the foundation. Yeah. I think she. Uh, I think I've read she ended up in her own cancer ward oh, once. God. Or something along those lines. Jeez, I don't even want to do the Andy Williams joke. This is too dark. I mean, I just, yeah, just want to send best wishes to them both. Yeah. Figures of my childhood <laughs> and now quite heavily in my adulthood as well with everything we've covered. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the Scientology is a bit dodgy. Oh, let's not go the John into Scientology stuff. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's a whole. Like he is a. I think like the third, the second line of his Wikipedia page is prominent Scientologist. But I feel like he's self-deprecating to some extent, which you just don't get with Tom Cruise. Pretty, yeah, he's not Cruise, is yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's us getting the letters through the door. <laughs> If we can survive the Michael Jackson one, we can survive anything. But yeah, um, interesting though. I didn't know uh, this this album was not the first time they'd worked together since Greece. No, it was not. Have you no. Got this? Yes. Um the, the, although it was the first time they worked together since 1983. <laughs> uh an album I'm sure you'll uh, sorry, not an album. A film I'm sure you'll be including on the poll very soon. Oh really? Two of a kind. Mm. Uh which has horrendous reviews and features their song Take a Chance which Take a Chance. <laughs> Which I didn't listen to. Uh, I also didn't listen this. to it. Um, do you know what the film's about? Nope. Okay, do you want me to find out? Um, do I care? No, I don't know. I'm not going to bother because we've already we've already run too long on this. Oh, they're both in the film. Okay, they're both in the film. The, yeah. the poster's pretty good, actually. I'd oh, yeah, I it's quite, quite a permy poster. Yeah, I think quite sexy. Saw, yeah. 
Um, did you say quite sexy? I did say quite Jeez. sexy, yes. Travolta it's plays a... up by an acrylic. <laughs> Travolta plays a cash-strapped inventor while Newton John plays the bank teller whom he attempts to rob. Um... Cool. Let's put it on a poll. <laughs> Let's put it on a poll. Reception. Um... It would have been cool if it was the other way around, but it's just some guy, like, beating... Rob, robbing a woman, yeah. yeah. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe you'll go in a poll. Um, yeah, so they, I think, like, I was reading the Wikipedia page for this album, and news of it broke in Malaysia. Did it you get did, this? Yes, the Malaysian <laughs> newspaper, The Star. Um, they, they Olivia Newton-John dropped a hint saying me and John are working together on something. The album then sort of rumblings began and uh it was released in november of 2012 which is a weird time to release a christmas album but okay uh early november as well i think november the 9th yeah yeah very christmassy this is the 25th studio album of olivia newton john and her third all christmas release yep um... which is a tragedy in and of itself <laughs> where's the original material <laughs> one of them said this okay it's the audio equivalent of those classic network TV specials hosted from the stars' homes, an intimate warm set of traditional holiday songs, and the main producer of the album is Grammy Award winner Randy Waldman. Now, I lied to you in previewing this uh, this album, okay. and I lied to our listeners, because I thought there were a few original songs. There aren't. There's one. It's, <laughs> it's fucking big. It's going to be a classic Bad Things song. Yeah. But there is only one. So we, we will mainly be discussing um, standards of the Christmas music genre. Mm. Would you like a rundown of the other producers <laughs> involved in this project? I thought this might come up because if you go on Wikipedia and look at the personnel page, it is gigantic yes so to give them credit a lot of that is original writers of the tracks from like the 20s yeah. so i think like uh, Bert Bacharach is on there or Bing Crosby is on there somewhere so. i've also got notes on each of the songs oh, and their origins good. so okay. let's get bored <laughs> okay let's go through some of the other producers because i hadn't heard of what's it randy what waldman waldman with so... a name like that you're gonna be a music producer <laughs> randy waldman, waldman. Uh, more info on Randy. Mm-hmm. He has served as Barbara Windsor's... Uh, Barbara, Barbara Windsor? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking was! Um, you don't mean Barbara Windsor, do you? He has served as Barbara Streisand. That's better. <laughs> Barbara Windsor! <laughs> oh, where Randy! Did, where did that come from? I am a woman in love! Where did that come from? Barbara Streisand's pianist and conductor for Barbara Windsor! <laughs> For, for over 30... Get po- out of my pub! <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> Do you need a moment? No, I think I'm okay. He's worked with her for 35 years, and he's also worked with numerous artists, including Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Ray Charles, and Stevie Wonder. Wow. Uh, he's done it all. Wow. Um, and he was in EastEnders for a week and as he well. Was, so. He was, yeah, he got yeah. kicked out. <laughs> Um, the other ridiculously um, non-sequitur fact about Randy Waldman, he is also a helicopter and aeroplane pilot and instructor and holds the two th- and holds a record from 2003 for the flight speed record in a Bell OH-58 helicopter. <laughs> Him and Barbara. You're going too fast! <laughs> the propeller stopped! <laughs> Slow down, Randy! <laughs> Do you want to see it? Oh, God, they fly off into <laughs> yeah, the propellers. 
She's rolled down the window of the helicopter. <laughs> they've flown out. Yeah, yeah. the brass Sid James gone. is there. Oh, oh dear. Into Sid James' face on the yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Um, well, that would have been something him and Travolta would have chatted about, because he obviously loves his planes, yes. does Johnny. Um, uh, fun fact, my dad has actually refuelled John Travolta's aeroplane. Oh my god! He used to work at Stansted Airport as a fueler, and John Travolta turned up one day. And, uh... What is this Essex? <laughs> <laughs> Asex? Asex? No, thank you. I'm this married. This is not lended. <laughs> You're supposed to be lended. T- <laughs> Sorry. Any old iron, any old iron. <laughs> Look, there There's Barbara your- Windsor. <laughs> oh my god. I loved you in Funny Girl. <laughs> you know how Americans can't pronounce anything correctly. That's oh, you I'm can't like. pronounce anything Sorry. correct. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, Randy, what a guy. Uh, what a guy. I hope he's... He's very old now. Is he? Yeah. Is he old person of the podcast? He, he might... I think it's him that's like 87. Let's have a look. Um, more of Wikipedia-ing today. Do you want some more? Please. John Farrer, who is a long-time collaborator of Newton John and wrote uh, You're the One That I Want. Wow. So he's rolling in it. Uh, Randy Waldman is... Was only born in 1955. Oh! One of yeah. them's really old. And yeah. I can't remember who it is. No, so he... That would oh, make him... It's Dave Grusin. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Dave Grusin is a producer and pianist who's mostly worked in film and TV and then I've written he's 87. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with how old people are. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hartley is just an American filmmaker so I don't know what music he actually produced. Okay. Phil Ramone. Whoa, that Phil Ramone. That Phil Ramone. Billy Joel Phil Ramone. Um, I didn't get any Billy Joel stuff down. Really? But Phil Ramone co-founded A&R Recording wow. in 1958. Um, I don't... Maybe you did have a... a what's the relationship with Billy they Joel? They work together loads. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they're like a, a classic partnership. Is he still alive, Phil Ramone? Oh, out. God, he's giggling away. Here. Uh, we should point out that Phil Ramone has nothing to do with the band The Ramones. And nope, he just, like, he's thought. not the t- 12th one or however many there were. Uh, Phil Ramone uh, is not. He died in 2013. Right. Sorry. He's um, a CD pioneer, according to the BBC. Yes. Yeah, I'm reading that now. Um, not that I get all my info off wiki. Um, and James Taylor as well. He'll be coming back, though. Oh, um, I didn't know he produced stuff on this. I would think probably just the track he's featured on. Mm-hmm. Um, so look forward to those 12 string guitars or well, it sounds like a 12 string but I'm no music expert wow I mean that is okay so that's yeah like um, lots of people involved in this um, which is never usually a good sign <laughs> on this podcast um, yeah I think we should probably are you going to when are you going to mention the charity thing oh I think that's quite yes important. would you like to talk about the charity thing so the profits of this album were going to be split between the chosen charities of the two singers I'm saying it like that so I can scroll down and uh, find it's the what the Jet Travolta are. Foundation yeah. I believe and Olivia Newton-John's um, Breast Cancer Foundation yeah. Jet, Jet Travolta we should say is the uh, son of John Travolta who sadly passed mm. away uh, the one we mentioned earlier so whatever we say about this podcast or whatever we say about this album sorry all the criticism has to be tapered with this was not for profit this mm-hmm. was not a cash in this was for charity. Mm. So fair enough. Like, And considering most of the songs were recorded in one take. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Um, I can, I, that makes a lot of sense now. See, I'm really not going to be shitting on this that much. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I let's, thoroughly um... enjoyed myself. <laughs> okay. Let's, um, let's, let's see. Let's find out. Um, but yeah, there's a, as, as you said, lots of standards, but there's a lot to talk about. 
I think, because we don't get a chance to talk about Christmas music very often. I'm so happy they went down the standards route for this. I love, I love a standard, but I love a Christmas standard. Okay. I just felt so much warmth listening to this album. Oh. I don't know how you feel. Nathan Packham's heart grew three sizes that yeah. day. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I, Christmas music is, we've turned into an impromptu discussion on Christmas music. Christmas music is largely pretty soulless, pretty horrendous. Elton John and Ed Sheeran have just released one together. It's not even bad. It's just bore. It's just like Christmas, Christmas song generator. It's like, yeah, kiss me under the mistletoe. We'll drink some wine. It's like, you may have not bothered, may as well have not bothered. Which uh, is weird, because the standards mm. are often more varied in their subject matter <laughs> than contemporary Christmas songs. Yeah. You've got fucking waltz to talk about in this. And as well, it's also, I think with the standards, because they've been around for so long, mm. you sort of accept that they're quite, sort not bland, but yeah. like quite basic in a lot of senses. So you go, yeah, okay, that's fine. This song was written in the 30s, so... We'll, we'll give it a pass. But something written this year, which is no more lyrically competent than the one, some of the songs we're going to talk about Less here. Less lyrically Yeah, competent. probably. It's inexcusable. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I think once you get into it, like Christmas music is, it's a necessary evil. I think it serves a point. We, um, um, we normally put the Phil Spector Christmas album on when we're doing Christmassy stuff at home, trying to avoid the obvious with <laughs> Phil. Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I thought I'd be way more against Christmas music, and this just reminded me there is some oh. decent stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start off controversially. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. The Christmas song millennials love to hate. Uh, what is it, Jacob? What are we starting off with? I uh, don't know who did the original, but you probably know it as a Tom Jones and Karis Matthews number. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, gosh, Liv. I really do have to go. Um, don't Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, was written by Frank Loser. I hope I'm saying that correctly. In 1944, and introduced to the public in the 1949 film Neptune's Daughter. While the lyrics make no mention of a holiday, it is popularly regarded as a Christmas song owing to its winter theme. Um, and do we talk about the other themes now? I think we have to raise it. Well, there's a, yeah, I think there's a lot of discourse on this song, isn't there? Mm. Um, one lyric in particular. What is, is the dodgiest lyric? The dodgiest lyric to me yeah. is "Say what's in this drink." <laughs> oh, right, yes, I see where um, you're coming from. Although I have heard that explained away as sort of that was just a sort of phrase mm. back in the day, uh, like a sort of jovial, like yeah. oh, this is strong, isn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, what's in this drink? Like, oh. not, uh, it, it, but obviously it has a more um, darker overtone when you think about it through a modern lens. Um, of course, was it last year or year before? There were a lot of radio stations who banned the yeah. song, and a lot of people on the internet got very cross, as they tend to do about these things. Uh, where do you, as, as a man who voted against banning blurred lines from our university, where do you stand on this song? If you were head of a radio station, both extremes of the argument don't really sit very well with me, really. Um, hmm. 
I would not ban this song. Um, I, 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 I'm just trying to be very careful. <laughs> it's light-hearted, isn't it? Is at, the, it? at the time, I imagine it would have been, yes. I, but obviously, meanings change over time. And as just, you said, this song was written 80 years ago. You know, so. I don't want to sound like a libertarian, but just individual choice on whether you want to play this song or listen to this song. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully in this version they reverse the gender dynamic at least which makes it yeah. a whole lot easier to consume that's the best bit of this song yeah. is the, the reversing of the gender role mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to talk about with this song um, and uh, unfortunately none of that discussion involves John Travolta and Olivia <laughs> Newton-John so yeah do some re- it's interesting though I mean yeah do some reading about it because there is a lot to talk about on this song um, if you're interested Shockingly, like most world issues, I don't know if it is a world issue. There's not really a there's there's grey areas everywhere yes, with this song. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I mean, say what's what's in this drink from a modern perspective. There's no grey area there. But if it was a saying back in the day, then um, that's how I've heard it defended. Anyway, I leave it up to the battling's audience to, as you know, as they have control of their own music consumption, <laughs> they can decide whether yeah. to listen or. God, I'm a Tory, aren't I? <laughs> To listen to or not listen to this song. <laughs> shall, we, shall we talk about this version yes. just to quell things? So we are in- instantly introduced to John speak, singing, actor <laughs> thing I've, here. I've put that as well. Yeah. I've put Travolta sort of talk sings this mm-hmm. song and a couple of others as well. A couple of others? <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the worst uh, offender yeah. for it. To the point where his vocals are most delayed because he's labouring over a lot of the words. I really can't. Day. Day. <laughs> so I thought this gave his voice uh, a nice whispered quality, but really showed his faults compared to Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. There's a reason she had a pop career and he didn't. His album count is about three, hers is <laughs> 25. Um, speaking of counts, do you know this is by far the most streamed song off this album on Spotify? Yes, by a long way. By a long yeah. fucking way, mm. yeah. Second place is, weirdly, The Christmas Waltz. <laughs> With 910,000, this has got 9.6 million streams. I'm fearful this is the usual, I listened to the first song on the album and I ran away. I think because be right. either Because I couldn't be bothered. Almost certainly because people couldn't be bothered. Maybe they were so disgusted by this, you know, by this inane song, yeah. version of this song. Mm. Is inane the right word? I don't I know. Don't, uh, it's a bit ploddy, isn't it? It's sort of... Um... <laughs> I've given it a really good rating. <laughs> okay. Um, as, again, like... I, I, how did you feel about the dynamic between these two? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of love songs on this album, but I think their dynamic comes across way more as friends. I had a dream that they got back together when I was about six years old. Since watching, I must have watched Greece within the same time frame, and mm. I still. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't because they they were obviously John was happily married. I think Olivia is, but you know, mm. I did they ever date then in real life? I don't know. It didn't say on his Wikipedia but, that they ever because went I out. equated the two, you know, think, with their yeah. characters. Mm. Um, I don't know if they ever dated in real life. It's just a it's a bit of cheese, but it's a nice, <laughs> playful dynamic. Um, uh, it's yeah. Um, I, I, as I said, I think the best bit is the gender reversal. Yeah, I think that's a really nice touch. What uh, about the end? What might be ad libbing? I don't know. Oh, I'm staying. All right, I'm staying. He's. <laughs> I was quite 
Uh, I'm staying. He says, oh gosh, Liv, I really have to go. (laughs) Sounds like he needs the toilet. (laughs) I really gotta go. And then she's straight into her faux American accent from Greece. It's freezing out there. No, no, she's not. She's like, oh, bloody hell, it's freezing out there, mate. (laughs) She says, mate, I think at some point. (laughs) You know, everyone's entitled to leave the house in a storm. (laughs) Um, Don't go, John. Oh, I'm staying. I'm staying. Oh, dear. It's a bit awkward, uh, but as you said, it was recorded in one take, so that's, you know, <laughs> is it their fault? I think I've rated this too highly. What have you I've gone given for? it a three. You are mental. Two and a half. I'm going to say two and a half. One and a half. Oh, wow. This is one of the worst for me. Oh, really? Um, I think Travolta's talk singing isn't great. Liv's voice is a bit weak, mm. I would say, but then again, she old, so fair enough. Uh, she was only 64, 65 with this. Pretty old, yeah. I would say. Is she in her 70s now? Yeah, oh yeah. Is she older than Travolta? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, by like five or six years. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. You know, um, Travolta's only like 67, Yeah, 68. yeah, I know he was quite That's young. Insane. Yeah. Um, I put, yeah, there's nothing too offensive about it beyond the obvious discourse around the song. Um, I didn't think the dynamic worked, unfortunately. Oh. So I've given it 1.5. But it's freezing out <laughs> it's there. Fr- it's bloody freezing out there, mate. <laughs> Song two. What uh-huh. have we got? It's another classic. It's a short and sweet one. Two minutes and 13 seconds of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree At the Christmas party hop Mistletoe home where you can see If forgotful tries to stop Fact file time! Oh, this is gonna get old, isn't it? Well, you're bloody getting it! (laughs) There's 11 more to go. Um, Written by Johnny Marks and recorded by Brenda Lee in 1958, so we're a bit further along the timeline here. Brenda Lee, Will Miss Dynamite. By the song's 50th anniversary, Lee's original version had sold over 25 million copies, with the fourth most digital downloads sold of any Christmas wow. single. So I wonder what the Spotify stats are like for rocking around the Christmas tree. Fucking insane, I should imagine. Um, Jim Wilde and Mel Smith. Oh, not Jim. Why did I put Jim? Kim Wilde. Yes. <laughs> A K and J near each other on the keyboard. They near each other. Yes, they are next oh, okay. to each other. Fair enough. Jim Wild. Jim Wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Jim Wild. Do you want to get your knackers Ma- out, Barbara? Oh, Marty's other. Ki- you know, I've spoken to Marty Wild. Oh yes, you have. Yeah, yeah I worked at a radio station when we interviewed him. Um, they once did a version of the song, I think, in the eighties, with the B side being called "Deck the Blooming Halls" or "Blooming." <laughs> Christ. As it would be. Oh, I bet that's really bad. Um, they are, yeah, they they did a couple of things together, didn't they, Mel and Kim? Or am I thinking of a different Mel and Kim? You're thinking of um, respectable. Yeah, I Mel think I'm Kim. thinking of that Mel and Kim. Yeah, yeah, it's not that one. Um, Mel Smith, R.I.P. We should say died a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, this one has uh, John Travolta doing his best Elvis impression exactly at the start. What I've written here. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> He has, at least he's not speaking. Um, we have another returning face, Nathan. <laughs> we do! Where did he feature? 
mentioned before. He has been in the Robin Thicke episode. Yes, he, he has. Yeah. Uh, did a version. He well fall again. <laughs> yes, yeah, his yeah. version of fall again. Kenny G is Kenny on this G, track. The most. <laughs> The man with the saxophone. I put, sadly, him jumping out of a cake was not enough to save Kim and Kanye's marriage. Oh, yeah. Off the back um, of that anecdote you told in the Robin Thicke episode. The the petals that led to Kenny G, they were not enough. <laughs> Kenny G. Um, He's a funny he a... figure, isn't he, Kenny G? He's just Sideshow Bob, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did a wonderful job here, though. Yeah, it's fine. I it really fitted. Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's a karaoke version. Yes, it is a karaoke. But it's fine. I mean, you would do a better version. Thank you. Very if much. we went to Brixton, you I mean, we don't live near Brixton. <laughs> uh, We're so bad at keeping where we live a secret. This is terrible. Um, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they were in the same room and they recorded the vocals? Oh, why? Is there an obvious... It sounds like they're layered over the top of each other right, rather yeah. than at the same microphone. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say they weren't in the same room, but there's definitely... To me, it sounds like there's time where they're out of step with each other. Right, but yeah. the recording in one take may solve that yeah. issue. I wonder how much they did actually meet up to record this. Probably once. <laughs> it was probably a please, please <laughs> me sort of thing. five of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, mostly John on the vocals on this one mm-hmm. was a brave choice. <laughs> Singular vocal. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with this, but unfortunately not much to say. Um, I've got one lyric yeah? that's always bothered me about this song. The, la- the lyric where they say, later we'll have some pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. which I always thought was a Thanksgiving thing rather than a Christmas it, thing. It might well be. I uh, don't, maybe it's leftovers. <laughs> For a month? Yeah. Oh <laughs> In the freezer. <laughs> So we're going to have a holiday, and it's going to be like three days, and then you have to go back to work, and then we're going to have another holiday a month later. That's sort of the same as the first holiday. That's got, the, the first one has a parade, and the second one doesn't. Also, our employment law will mean you will not get money during this period. <laughs> and you will not have health insurance to get the diabetes you cover from having two huge feasts in a month. Should we just do this? <laughs> I went a bit Trump in that. I love my vacation to London. <laughs> Burber. Oh, hello, Burber. Oh, nice plane. <laughs> Why are you standing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I gave this a one and a half again. Oh, I'm going to reduce mine down. I originally gave it a two and a half. I'm going to give it a two. Two is, it. I think one and a half might be a bit harsh. Yeah. It's just karaoke, isn't it? It's yeah. like, the ratings do pick up from here, I yes, promise. Yes, for me, I think, yeah, as well. I promise. Apart from um, some exceptions. <laughs> but there's also, it's it's two and two minutes and 13 seconds. Like, Just get out of the way. What you want. Yeah. I think that's the kind of song I would call a cum shot song, because <laughs> it's so short. That's how Lady Gaga described. Oh, she, anyway, if she said once. it, it's fine. Track th- three, yeah, Berber. Track three. I think we're really picking up here, in my opinion. I'll be home for Christmas. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. Christmas, if only in my dreams. 
gag, Jacob. What's the what's the gag? The 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 guest vocalist. Oh, it's this one, isn't it? Oh, it's bloody this one. Oh, it's this one, isn't it? Um, I guess we hand over to our old friend Siegfried and Roy. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Barbara. It's actual Barbara this time. It's actual Barbara. It's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> She's here. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. Yes. Written by fact, the lyricist. File. Yeah, this is just no, 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 no. I have a jingle now. I have to do it every <laughs> time. <laughs> Written by the lyricist Kim Gannon and composer Walter Kent and recorded in 1943 by Bing Crosby. Originally written to honour soldiers overseas who long to be home at Christmas. Oh, that's a that's another dynamic, doesn't it? I know. Wow. Um, I'd never heard this song before. Me neither. Um, and I think it's bloody lovely. <laughs> it's yeah. It's really sad, but really lovely. But especially with the with the military slant on it, yeah. I think this is the best written song on the album. Yeah. Um, I really like the line "I'll be home for Christmas, at least in my dreams." <laughs> I'm going to be teary. I think that's, I cry yeah, now. That's lovely. Wow. I think um, I actually did well up once I kind of caught on to that lyric. Wow, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, <sighs> I, I think it's quite well performed as well. Yeah. Here? This to me is the best one. Oh, on the okay. Album. Okay. Um, not quite for me, but mm-hmm. probably sentimentally, yes. Um, I like the big orchestral swell that comes before Barbara is introduced. I've literally written orchestral swell. <laughs> I've also written lots of lovely breathing in and out from the orchestra. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. So uh, there's probably a musical term for it, but none of us know that. A very tasteful arrangement. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what did you think when the three of them sang together at the end? I can't even remember. <laughs> I did think they clashed a bit at oh. the end, unfortunately. Did Barbara just go... <laughs> and envelop them. Over. She's good, isn't she? Yeah, she's Barbara. really, really good. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's... Um, well, I mean, um, first of the singing uh, guests on this album, I think more than half the tracks have got uh, guest vocalists, haven't they? Yeah, um, there's a lot of... Barbara the best one for you? Yeah. Okay. And then we'd, we'd get... Well, there's one other that's lo- just lovely that they're there. Yeah. And the, oh, the rest, okay. it sort of gets a bit comical. Okay, I think opinion. there is... I, I'll make an argument for someone else, but we'll get there later in the okay. album. Oh, I think I know what that's going to be. Okay, I'm I mean, intrigued to... I just to hate s- the song anyway. I'm so. intrigued to see what you think. Um, yeah, I've put... is Barbara's the best singer on the track, which is a shame because she's the guest. <laughs> uh, genuine emotion, a nicely written track. Um, the lyrics... Oh, there is a lyric that annoyed me, though. Uh, another classic Christmas lyric that annoys me. And the presents on the tree. <laughs> Just Who puts the on presents the on the tree? But thankfully Barbara corrects it in the next lyric. She sings the presents round the tree. Thank you. Which is why she's the best. But then is that round the tree in the middle of the tree? <laughs> Levitate, floating in the air, <laughs> orbiting like Saturn's rings. You've got to remember when this was written, you only had small gifts. That's you didn't true, have the actually, money to yeah. be. You know, they could rest That's on the little branch. That's my bloody 21st century privilege coming in yeah. there. There's, 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 you can't put an avocado on the tree. It's too, it's too heavy. It'll fall off. <laughs> What did you give it? Two and a half. Three and a half? Oh, my word. Wow. I do not go higher than that on this. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, no, no. I, oh, no, I don't go higher. I don't get to as high as you right. on this album. Yeah. Um, yeah, two and a half. Okay. It was fine. Boo. <laughs> Grinch. Oh, wow. The roles are reversed. Nathan's the sentimental one. Oh, it's fucking December. It's, it's the only month I Christmas. am. It's fucking Christmas. I definitely didn't cry during this album. Do you remember last oh. year when I cried uh, to Jack Frost? <laughs> I cried. That as was well. a that was a darker year last year. <laughs> don't 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 say that. You'll tempt fate. <laughs> oh, Christ.
Christmas groove. Okay. Let's fucking do it. Yes, number four, the title track. This Christmas. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. So you instructed me, Nathan, to ask you about your anecdote involving the guest on this. Would you like to do that now? Yeah, so the guest is mad jazz funk musician. Well, jazz at the start, funk near the end. Jazz fusion, I think, is probably the appropriate Chick Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, how the fuck this happened, I don't know. Um, I think we should now play in maybe 20 seconds of Chick, one of Chick's other projects to give a comparison here. So I've selected the song... Oh, God, I haven't got it written down. I think it's Senor Captain Mouse by Return to Forever. So have a listen to this. My chick career anecdote, okay. I was, funnily enough, coming back home from a Christmas break, oh. and I'm sitting next to this bloody mad old woman. Oh, okay. She's bonkers. Let's get out of the way early. A bit racist as well, <laughs> throughout the throughout the journey. You're on a train? Yes, I'm on a okay, train. The train's right. delayed, okay. and she's like, what's bloody going on here? Right. Is it Barbara Windsor? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was from Liverpool, I oh, remember. Nice. Okay. And then she, she made some dodgy comments as well, and then she was like, oh, um... My my husband's. She didn't just say my husband's dead, but right. it came up in conversation that her husband had died. So you know, we started talking about her husband, and she was clearly very lonely. She actually gave me a kiss at the end of the journey. <laughs> this is like something that would happen to me. I this know. doesn't happen to you. I know. She thought I was like the sweetest man. Oh. Um, and we got talking about her, what her husband used to do, and she said, "Oh, I used to live in LA for a long time." Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, what did he do? And she said, oh, he worked in the recording industry. You won't have heard of any of these people, wow. but he he um, he knew the likes of Stanley Clark and Chick Corea. Oh, and wow. I was like, uh, yeah, I definitely know these people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's kind of my thing a wow. little bit. And she, I think she, like, yeah, I really grew on her because we got talking oh. about those kind of characters. And, but I was like... You lived in LA. There, I can't confirm there are African Americans in LA. <laughs> right? Your husband literally worked with African Americans. Yeah. And some of the things you've said on this train journey are fucking atrocious. one of the best anecdotes you've ever told that's great that's going an anecdote of the year oh dear wow i thought for a moment you were going to say she was chick korea's wife no that would have no, been no. that would have oh, been mental I'm trying to do a scouse accent oh, fucking oh chick. chick korea oh, oh. Him for years. <laughs> chick. he um, um he died quite suddenly at the start of this year yeah, yeah um, he died this he, year. and he always looked ridiculously healthy so mm. it was a bit of a shock it was a very uh short cancer battle yeah it was a very rare form of cancer 79 um but his legacy lives on in your anecdotes <laughs> in this podcast. How ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Wow, so she, yeah, she started getting emotional at the end of our journey, and then was like, mm. "Oh, I don't, you know, it's bloody lovely to meet you." Aww. And she gave me a kiss. And, um, I was concerned. She, oh my god, <laughs> with racist tongue, because um, she was going. She was like in her mid to late seventies. I can't remember the exact age, mm. but she was going to Fortnum and Mason in central London, mm. and her son kept ringing her like, oh, "Are you okay?" Mm. And I just wanted to scream down the phone at him like. The stuff she's saying, she's not okay. <laughs> um, so her acid tongue and slightly dodgy gait went all the way to Fortnum Mason. Wow, this has been a total derailment of the podcast, yes. and I'm all for it. This has been great. Wow. Uh, do you want wow. song facts? Yeah, well, yeah, the song, yeah. Um, fuck, wow. Yeah, please. That was, sorry, that was great. Thank you for that. Um, oh, God, I'm never going to recover. <laughs> Uh, this is a song by American soul musician Donny Hathaway released in 1970 and I'm also going to derail further by saying we absolutely need to include the, ori- the snippet of the original version in this. This song is fucking amazing. Fireside is blazing bright We're caroling through the night Basically, the song gained renewed interest because of a compilation album that got released and has become a Christmas classic. Because um, so? I'd never heard this song. I, I think it's quite big in the states. Ah, okay. uh, I'd also I'd only heard it a few times. Um, I, I did wonder whose idea this was to include this because this is very different from the other covers. Mm, on this yeah. Album. I don't. I, I wondered if maybe Chip Korea suggested it. But um, hey, if it's... Chip, I wonder who <laughs> rang him up. Yeah, who... I reckon Olivia knew him. Well, I know, I know how they know me. I yeah, know go who... on. Uh, Chick Corea, also a Scientologist. Oh, so it's actually John. So it would have been Travolta, right? I assume would have known each other. I never even heard of the guy, Donny. Is it Donny Hathaway? Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. Yeah, oh my god, I, I have been meaning to deep dive on Donny Hathaway because his voice. Mm. Oh my god, it is butter. Well, he does um, some tracks. Oh, I saw his greatest hits. He did a lot of tracks with Roberta Flack, mm-hmm. who I really like. Have you tried so. his Jealous Guy? Um, oh wow! Cover? No, I have not. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Anyway, this song. This, this song is basically a Steely Dan Christmas song. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, yeah, okay, it's not as musically adept <laughs> as Steely Dan, but um, there is literally a point where Travolta sounds a bit like Donald Fagan. Okay. The bit where he's like, presents. Oh, right. He, okay. uh, and then there's like a Walter Becker guitar lick in mm. there as well. The drumming on this is really good. Yeah. This, I mean, uh, the bass and the drumming, you know, yeah, chick yeah. is rhythm. So um, you're <laughs> not, not going to be... Although I think he keyboard is his main instrument. He's the pianist, isn't he? Yeah, the yeah. Solo. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd ask, you know, my friend, but uh, <laughs> alas, I didn't exchange numbers she's with her. Walking because around Fortnum and Mason to this day. She's still <laughs> walking around phoning her son. <laughs> Making weird comments to some of the employees oh, no, there. No. Um, this is fun, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I like this. Yeah. Um, I like, as I said, I like the drums. I wish they were higher in the mix. They're mm-hmm. quite low. Um, I enjoy Olivia Newton-John's country twang that she puts on that mm-hmm. will be returning. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is really fun. Um, it's, you know, obviously, like, the vocals are what they are at this point. They're not amazing singers. They're fine. 
the music's really tight though very well performed i think it balances it out um i don't think it's fan i don't think it's brilliant by any chance but it's 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 good um and it's a bit of variation as well uh have i got any lyrics for this i do Um, I put the lyric, your eyes outshine the town, which I've yeah. put, is a serious medical condition. <laughs> Please, if that, you are experiencing that. See an optometrist <laughs> immediately. It also sounds like he's singing, your eyes are Chinatown. Oh, God. Oh, we're back which, to Shaka Khan. Which is what I put as well, yeah. <laughs> so I've uh, ended up on a two and a half again for this. Three. Okay. Yeah. Fair Nearly three and a half because it sounds so Steely Dan, but it, uh, I didn't. <laughs> okay. it does. We need to listen to the latest Steely Dan album. I don't much. want to. <laughs> Changing tack massively. Yep. What what have we got coming up next? Um, fucking Silent Night. <laughs> fucking Silent Night. Oh god. Us cancelled. Oh dear. Thank you for that. Franz Xaver Gruber, 1818. <laughs> Sorry, just saying German words. Lyrics by Joseph Murr <laughs> in the small town of. Oh, actually, it might be in Austria. It's in Austria. Oh, Sorry. God. Uh, even worse. Oberndorf oh, no. by Salzburg in Austria. Is that the full name of the town? Uh, yes. It's Altendorf by Salzburg. Altendorf, but by is B E I. But oh. I don't know if that just means. B E I. Yeah. Oh, okay. B. Maybe uh, I don't know. we're English. Let us off. Yeah, we're um, bad at this. It was declared an intangible cultural heritage by UNESCO. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, yeah, UNESCO. In 2011. I think fair enough. An intangible <laughs> cultural. Her- <laughs> I guess the intangible being the music, because music isn't tangible. I don't know. I guess maybe it's been around for so long you can't really pinpoint like who, like, where it came from. Basically, yeah. Um, there's a couple of other songs like that towards the the back end of this album. <laughs> yes, <folk>. uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the English this, tradition. This sounds like it's about to go into in the bleak midwinter at the start. This is really folky. I've got Mull of Kintyre. I mean, yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Silent Night. What do you want us to say? Uh, to me, the bit not not the worst song on the album, but the biggest disappointment for me because I felt like Olivia nailed her vocal, mm. and then John comes in and it's like, no, John, this is too good for you. <laughs> Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light. I wondered if he was going to sit it out because this is a very religious, very Christian song, um, and I don't know where Scientology stands. Yeah, where was the Zenu bloody number <laughs> yeah, exactly. in here? Come on, Come on Zenu Christmas. Um, John comes in for the key change. Yeah, uh, and we also feature your favourite thing in music, Nathan. Just about this. <laughs> the children's choir. Silent night. 
Oh. It's grandma got, what's it, that one quite like grandma? No, uh, yeah. All over yeah. again, the St Winifred School Choir. Someone's been down the local primary school to get some kids on their <laughs> in break. LA, yeah. We've only got one take, get them in. Get them in. Come on. Silent night. Can't, we, yeah, can't. We are street urchins. <laughs> Uh, the song is fine. I like the arrangement. Um, the children's choir can do one, as I've written yeah. here. Um, it's fine. And the, it's fine. It's Silent Night. <laughs> I gave it a two. I've given it two. Hi- well. Higher for Olivia's section and then just jump off a cliff. I don't think John t- completely T-bones it. I think he's... But compared to how Olivia... Oh, damn. You really like Olivia on this, I, I just teach the fucking right person. No, no, I quite agree. Yeah. Doesn't mean she can sing. <laughs> She can sing, but yeah, she, she she old, so obviously. Time takes its toll. Um, it's the second most streamed song. <laughs> but my biggest surprise, I think. Oh, really? Okay. I'd never, ever heard this song. I never even heard of this song. This is why there was like a warmth and authenticity to this album that I wasn't expecting. Nobody who's... Well, it wasn't a commercial venture because it's charity. But you don't deep dive like this if you don't give a fuck. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, I need to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Oh, just, we're having a having a private moment. There. <laughs> Anything you want to share with the rest of the class? Uh, after we've heard it. Okay. All right. Track six. What's it called? This Christmas waltz. May your new year dream come true. this song, my in three quarter time wishes you and yours. Sinatra. Oh, we have we said this before on the podcast that Sinatra is your favourite singer. Oh, but did I just say that just because? Do I actually believe it? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. know. He's Either. definitely top five. Favourite vocalist. I yeah, think favourite is what vocalist. You said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. His ability. He's not got the biggest range, but his ability to you delay. Can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> his ability to delay or emphasise or. He gets orchestras. I don't really know what I'm saying, but yeah. Okay. He, I mean, absolute legend of the game. Um, it's a 1954 B-side of White Christmas. Yeah. yeah, so this was Crosby then who did it first. Or was Sinatra singing the B-side? I don't know. Was Frank Sinatra in the film White Christmas then? I, I honestly, I, I, this song just it came out of nowhere. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> Never heard of this song at all. Um... This one is just John on his own. Yeah. Which is a weird choice, because Olivia doesn't get one on her own. Um, did, she, did she miss the... Did she asleep? Is that what happened? Did she miss the bus? We haven't got time. John's She's got just charity to do. That's true. Fair enough. Is this uh, John's best on the album? I Vocally. don't know, because <laughs> I didn't take a note of that, because they were all sort of the same. Um, I, 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 it's fine. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really nice. Okay. It really reminds me of a song called Misty by Johnny Mathis, which uh, was actually played at my granddad's funeral. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I can't make fun of that. I know. It's just such a lovely song. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's a lot like other crooner recordings, but um, mm. probably my own personal attachment to it. I did think the lyric, and this song of mine in three-quarter time, I loved the link to the waltz there, <laughs> uh, wishes you and yours the same thing too. Meaning, Merry Christmas, not yeah. up yours. 
I've put, um, yeah, this song of mine in three-quarter time, in all capitals, meta. <laughs> very, very meta. That yeah. singer is aware. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I didn't love this. I thought it was fine. Um, I gave it a three. Well, I gave it two. Oh, dear. Sorry. I really want to hear the original. Maybe I'll make a playlist of the original oh, recordings nice. of these songs. Yeah, we can share it and people can, can have their opinions, yeah. Oh, as if I'll remember. We, <laughs> I might remember. Oh, there's only 13. <laughs> oh. One of them's an original. I did find the line very funny where he says, every song you hear seems to say Merry Christmas. And I put, yeah, because you're doing a Christmas album. <laughs> Keep up. And you're in fucking Card Factory as well. <laughs> exactly. In December. And you're working in retail. We're back to songs we definitely know. Oh, yes. Uh, what bloody track is this? Seven? This, yeah, we're half, we're at a hard turning point now. Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. I hate saying that title. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Song Facts Written in 1943 by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine and introduced by Judy Garland in the 1944 MGM musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Frank Sinatra later recorded a version with modified lyrics. I didn't know if the intro here um, is in the original song, but I think there are some... You know when he's talking about Christmas future, Christmas past? Yeah. I think some versions of the song do include this, and some mm. of them are just like, have yourself! They just burst straight I don't in. know if I've ever sat down and listened to this from front to back. I think I've only ever heard it in shops or on compilation CDs. So, um, yeah. It's nice to nice to have Liv back um, She's for this. Here. She's here. The speak singing is at, the, at its peak in this, I think. <laughs> yeah. It really accentuates the T's in things like little and oh. troubles and things like that. I think they sound better when singing together in this track. I think they harmonise quite nicely. Liv does they quite... They do. And have yourself. Yeah. Uh, Liv does quite a nice ooh in the background. Could we uh, have that one more time? Ooh. <laughs> Take a chance. <laughs> And then who turns up to fucking shit all oh over it? Oh my god, this is so unintentionally made... comic for so many reasons. <laughs> this made me so cross that he was here. Oh, did it? Who is it a shitty Christmas project? Bet your ass Cliff Richard is here. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide game. Have you got the obvious oh, joke here? No, you could make the same joke about Travolta as well. <laughs> you could. I can't say this. You can. <laughs> we are we are ten year old boys. We are ten year old oh, boys. I wanted to know if you could do a cliff impression, first of all. Um Do I want to? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know yeah, I don't really know. His voice is distinctive, but he I couldn't can't tell you why. Say words fully. <laughs> But yes, they of course <laughs> they of course give him the line "Make the Yuletide gay." And there is a pause between Yuletide and gay. So <laughs> and not only that, he he seems to have absolutely no problem singing it as well. Of course, they did this. No, I don't think they because Travolta also sings it yeah, as um, well. Um, <laughs> and have yourself. I didn't want to bring this up because it's like. <laughs> They've had to deal with these rumours for their whole lives. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so horrible. Um, I think Cliff just really annoyed me on this. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't really like Cliff Richard. Have ever sent me that song he duetted with Janet Jackson on, oh, which is one it. of the strangest cultural <laughs> artefacts I've ever found. Fuck me, that sounds Two awful. to the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be good. Where they, they combine mathematical equation and romance. <laughs> do you want me to source it? Please. Do you want to play Can a little play bit? play a bit of it. That sounds fucking dreadful. I still gave this a three. You're fucking mental. One and a half. Oh, the end's so nice. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. it finishes and Cliff goes away. <laughs> I just really don't like Cliff. Back Ripley. to that house that the police illegally <laughs> oh, invaded. Jesus Christ. What, I'm on Cliff's side on how that. Much, how much controversy do you want to call? It? it was a total friggin'. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a massive mistake. Um, yeah, 1.5. Um, business picks up, though, significantly for the next one. Oh, yes. Thank I mean, God. you want to talk about a Christmas classic. Oh, yeah. Go on, Jacob. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Song facts <laughs> it's, it's a song written in 1934 So wow. pre-Hitler even <laughs> Oh no, he 33, right? Was his, yes yeah, uh, yeah. Pre-World War II Pre-Hitler Written by Felix Bernard and lyricist Richard Bernhard Smith Due to its seasonal theme, it is often regarded as a Christmas song in the Northern Hemisphere um, and has apparently been covered by over 200 different artists. It's interesting that um, in the Northern Hemisphere, so in the Southern Hemisphere are songs like Summertime by Will Smith considered <laughs> a Christmas song. <laughs> I don't know. Heatstroke by Calvin yes, Harris. Yes, Heatstroke, yeah. Gather around the Christmas tree and we'll all sing Feeling Hot, Hot, Hot. <laughs> Come on, Granny, join in. Speaking of grannies, it's another old person on this one. I mean, one. there's old, and then there's old. <laughs> this guy has got to be one of the oldest people just ever. Uh, it's fucking Tony Bennett. Old person of the podcast alert. Here he is. Still alive at 95 years old. And I just want to send my best wishes to Tony, who's recently retired because he is battling, unsurprisingly, at the age of 95, I believe he's battling either Alzheimer's or dementia. It's one of the two. Um, He put an album out this year. With Gaga. Beautiful moment where she took him off stage for the final time. Um, I'm going to cry. I know. Um, Guinness World Record holder is the oldest person to ever record music at the age of 95. Oh, really? Excellent. Yeah, Um, fucking mad. He's 86 in this song. (laughs) I mean, he is just an absolute legend. I've never heard a bad word said about Tony Bennett. Um, Fairly standard arrangement, but so tasteful. I thought this was really nice. This is really fun, isn't it? This is great. Uh, another piano solo I've put his chick back. <laughs> I've put yeah, him and John going to try and convert Tony. <laughs> oh, and who's that in the background? It's the racist woman from the train. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is really fun. Yeah, really, really nice. really enjoyed this. <laughs> I, I did like John and Tony duetting on We'll Have Lots of Fun with Mr. Snowman. <laughs> 
My favourite bit is when they go until the other kiddies knock him down, and uh, Tony you... goes in on the word at kiddies. the age of eighty six. Until the other kiddies <laughs> knock him down, he's fucking going for it. Uh, I will. The one thing that really knocks this song is the the, the weird way this song ends. Oh, John! Oh, Tony! It sounds like she forgot. It sounds like she was meant to say, oh, Tony. And Liv doesn't get a shout-out. No, she doesn't. Maybe it's too sort of orgasmic to say, oh! <laughs> oh, Liv. Oh, Liv. Oh, God. Um, and then she does a weird laugh. This was super weird and almost lost it points for me. Oh, no, I like the, the ending was so weird. I loved it. <laughs> uh, this is the best song on the album for me. This okay. is really fun. I gave it a three. Uh, so did I. This is great. Kiddies. Kiddies. <laughs> um, good job, Tony. Um, yeah. Really hope you're doing okay. Oh, you're God. such a ledge. <laughs> um, and long may you continue to uh, live, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute ledge. Long may you continue, continue to, to live. Please. Um, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Another gigantic song next. I'm not even going to do song facts. It's Irving Berlin written. It's Bing Crosby sung. White Christmas. Selling song of all time, um, or something the, the like world's that. best-selling single in terms yes. of physical media, with estimated sales of fifty million copies. <laughs> so the aliens can have this when they land. <laughs> there, this is uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty famous. This one, um, this is from a film as well. I don't think the film is called White Christmas. I think I it's, haven't got the film written down. I think it's The Holiday Inn, I think this song is. I wonder what happened there. Oh, God, it's a nice film. The opening, I thought, was a creation of John and Olivia. The, the sun is shining, the grass uh, is green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not. Some of the versions of this song contain this. I think that's part of the plot of the film. Oh, okay. Because they're in LA or something. Yeah, they, yeah. They're dreaming of being in the cold. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who is dreaming of that? Well, Liv puts, um, I'm longing to be up north. And I've put, she wants to go to Newcastle <laughs> for the holiday. <laughs> See how you cope then. <laughs> Why, hey, Liv, oh, you're doing bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fog on the Tyne is all hers. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a slow one. It's sort of a lounge arrangement of mm-hmm. this song. Uh, lots of brushes and soft ride cymbals, which is nice. Um, I don't think there's really much to say about this. I have no complaints again, and I gave it a three. <laughs> well, it's a two again. It's fine. Um, I think I, I think my complaint, well, not complaint, but the reason why it's so low is because they're not adding anything new. Yeah. Like, from a critical standpoint, these are karaoke versions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was for charity, it was done in a day, whatever, that's fine. But I'm, I've got to stick to my guns, unfortunately. I still feel like the logistics cost a lot. Like, okay. how many... Well, the guests did it for free. Yeah, oh, they did, did they? Well, I'm, okay. I'm assuming. I, I hope God, so. I hope it so. was for charity. God, all these people have lots of money. 
when Chick Corea is the probably the, the the lesser earner of everyone on this yeah. album. Yeah, Tony would have done it for free. Oh, of course he would. Bennett would have done it for free. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah, the I mean the, the orchestral arrangements are really nice, so that must have cost like a bit of money to uh, hire people. I don't know if they were. Yeah, I don't know if they were already in existence. Who knows? Um, Should we go bonkers? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is the real Christmas present. Oh, we are in bad things territory now. Um, not even saying this song is that bad, <laughs> but what is... What? This is going to rip you to shreds. This is amazing. The one original song on this album isn't even a Christmas song. I think you might like it. I got lyrics loves this song so much that it only has John's opening verse on the page and nothing else. Yep, I, uh, yep. and um, when you go to A to Z lyrics the lyrics are wrong. Oh, so okay. Impossible to track down this. This is the main event, Nathan. This, this is the main is... event. Country Christmas song. Yes. You said, it's very interesting you said it's not a Christmas song. Mm. There are, like, Christmas references in the lyrics, but you take those out, this is a country rock song. Yeah, and there's, like, vague bells to start yeah. off with. This song is fucking mad. <laughs> Um, it, I, I don't even know where to start with the lyrics. Um, There's so much. The first one I've got is, I'm singing to myself and tripping over my own feet. Uh-huh. Um, that's psychosis. <laughs> uh, when you've got feet as big as mine, it's really not. Yeah, I was going to say, that's me walking down the high street, to be fair. <laughs> Your mama is going swinging. <laughs> oh no, I think I've got the lyrics wrong here as yeah, well. You have. Basically... Uh, their mum's going to end up swinging on a chandelier, which is yeah. not something I want to see Kazza P doing on Christmas Day. <laughs> she won't have time anyway. She's got the carrots to do. Um, then that is followed up by Aunt Louise tickling the ivories. <laughs> I want to know which John Travolta's Aunt Louise It should be tinkling, shouldn't it? Is it tinkling? Yeah. I always thought it was tickling. I thought it was t- Oh, I don't know. I don't know, now you say it. Aunt Louise tickling... Uh, oh. no. um... <laughs> tickling Uncle... Uh, no. Um... The Tide Gay! Tickling... <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, do you know this song appears on a Now CD? No. It must be CD too. Now that's what I call Christmas 2017. Nice. This is on there. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see this in the hands of a Tim McGraw. Or yeah. a Garth... A Garth... What's his name? Garth... Brooks. Garth Brooks not Crooks. It's not that's Garth Brooks. <laughs> I think, yeah, take the Christmas elements out and you could definitely make this a sort of... This would this would sell like, like hotcakes if you put this in the hands of a famous country singer. I think the arrangement's actually pretty good. Is um, there a worse sound in music than modern country? <laughs> Although it works here. Why mumble does it work? rap? I love a bit of mumble you rap. You like mumble yeah. rap? Oh, okay. Ele- electro rap swing? There? Oh, yeah, electro swing. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about the video, please? <laughs> Worse than the lyrics. <laughs> the only song with a music video on this album. I could have done a better job than this with my football edits at work. Um, I want you to do a rundown of the plot of this video. There isn't one. Well, there is. It's so so so. John is flying his plane um, with a terrible beard. <laughs> John's goatee. 
It's not even a goatee. It's like six hairs on the bottom of his chin. Um, he's flying his plane, which of course he he can actually do. Um, Liv is driving the car that I put here, not the car from Greece, because it is very clearly meant to be, but it isn't. Um, she's got a load of presents in the car, so there is no room for John. Looking like my mum going to my sister's delivering <laughs> all the kids' presents. She's also driving at about five miles an hour, it looks like. Just taking in the views. Yeah, she's just sort of pootling along. Then they see each other. <laughs> John lands his plane, bursts the door open and sings, I'm coming home tonight. He got down those steps fucking quick. Yeah, he did. Boo, boo, boo. Um, they walk towards each other very slowly in what appears to be some walled garden. <laughs> Acropolis. Yeah. They then hug. Some random kids turn up for a couple of frames. We yeah. then cut to... With Kelly Preston. Is that Kelly Preston? Yeah, oh. in the airport, yeah. Oh, is it? it right. In so, the waiting room. So, yeah, this, it, so when, it, when it first cuts to the kids, mm-hmm. um, they're in this room, this, like, nondescript sort of grey room, and a police officer is there. I thought they were in a police station. <laughs> I thought these children had been arrested. But it turns out it's like an airport waiting room and various people come and go. So like uh, Kelly Preston turns up and is she the mum of the kids? Is that? I don't know what's going okay. on. <laughs> There's like an old couple and they see the family. The best bit, the two soldiers. <laughs> who turn up. One of them, his family is there. So he runs over and hugs them. We cut back to the other soldier who looks really sad. Because his family aren't there. We cut back to the police officer. They then hug. It's never established if they're related Mm. or whether the police officer is just sort of taking pity on this man. Well, my thinking was that uh, what's wrong with the daddy in a cop costume? (laughs) I think you might like that. (laughs) I got a little plan for you. (laughs) Um, Then, yeah, John and Liv are then sat on the floor watching It's a Wonderful Life. The extras then do a dance. It's all out of time. Uh, a special message of thanks comes up at the end, but you can't read it because of the suggested videos on YouTube. <laughs> this video. They, they look like they're going to creepily eat each other as well. <laughs> at the end, so they go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so funny. This is incredible. And we should mention as well, it looks like it was made in like GCSE media. <laughs> You, you weren't kidding when you said one of the worst music videos ever. Of all time. I mean, there's a whole section on the wiki page dedicated. Oh, to the, is to there the really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. A new Christmas camp. Bizarre. The holidays have rarely seemed so sterile. <laughs> some of the things that were said. Um, however, in terms of viewership on YouTube, not bad job. According to Billboard, the video was the 13th most viewed music video on YouTube on the week of December 22nd, 2012. Okay. Okay. More than 6 million views in its first week. That's not bad. Um, and I think I might like the song a little bit as you well. You think you might like it. Yeah, I don't hate the song. Um, I, dun, 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 dun. I can't say it's good, but it's fun. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's something here. Um, yeah, I like the, the, the beat, as I said. I think it would make a decent little country rocker. The Christmas references are shoe- so <laughs> Is that a shoe and a horn? Yeah. Uh, but I have given this two and a half. Yeah, I, two and a half or three, I couldn't decide. I was close to three. Mm. I was very close to three. Um, and the video, like, the video isn't, 
It's not offensive. It's just funny. And I think it was Farrah, I think, who wrote yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrah um, from the from the start. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. knackered after that. <laughs> Honestly, that what a find! I'm so glad I've consumed that. <laughs> that will enrich. We haven't life. even talked about the line dancing on the runway. Yeah, the two of them line dancing <laughs> in a shot that's way too big for them. <laughs> that framing's awful. <laughs> it is awful. There's so much empty space. Ah, uh, another Christmas classic there. Next, I bet you fucking love this original. No, I don't. Oh, no. wow. Okay. I find it quite annoying. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, go, you know, take it away. Track yeah, 11. The, the Christmas song, although commonly referred to as chestnuts resting on an open fire. <laughs> okay, how about this one? Um, nah, let's do I, Christmas one. I like this one. How about this? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Written in 1945 by Robert Wells and someone who there's one song I know of his oh no I know two actually but one of them I absolutely love and I don't know if you've listened to it yet I didn't I'm sorry you will fucking love this song (laughs) Mel Torme, okay. who wrote a song called Games People Play that once came up on my Spotify, just like radio, carried on playing. And I was like, what is this? This bass line is unbelievable. Um, it is a, um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a 60s recording, but it's like a cool crooner kind of recording. You know when crooners got cool for a bit in mm. the 60s, that Andy Williams style thing? Um, it's so good and you're going to have to listen to it because I'm going to make you put it in the okay. edit here will, it is now yeah. oh the games people play now every night and every day now never meaning what they say now never seeing what they mean while they while so that was Mel um, however this song I've never been massive on it oh, wow. um, it's just a bit cutesy <laughs> so was so was everything else. Right. <laughs> you must like a bit of Nat King Cole though. Oh yeah, Nat King Cole's all right. Yeah. All also right. played at my granddad's funeral. Yeah, yeah not not him personally. <laughs> no, no, he didn't show up. No, <laughs> let there be love as we walked out. I mean, that which is, is lovely. Uh, unforgettable was at my nan's, which oh. is a, a classic. Um, That's I re- another I... breathe in and breathe out on let there um, let there be love. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making sense yet? No, <laughs> that's never stopped you before. Um, I think, yeah, I put this doesn't have a patch on the original. I think the piano's quite nice, although at the beginning it, John makes it sound like he's the one who's playing the piano. <laughs> he's like, what's the, let's try this. Do you remember this? It's like, it's not you, John. You can't play the piano. It's Chick Corea. yourself. Come on, Chick's Johnny. There. Chick's there. Um, there's an amazing bit. I can't remember what Liv says beforehand, but she asks a question, and John just goes, what? And every mother's child. Another lyric I picked up on was, and so I'm offering this simple phrase from kids from 1 to 92, which excludes Tony Bennett. (laughs) He's finally (laughs) matured. He's three years out of that age bracket. And there's some ad-libbing at the end where John just goes, Where are my presents? What a wonderful night. (laughs) I want that big one over there. (laughs) Let go of that, I want it. This is an innuendo, right? Am I wrong? Now, where are my presents? I want that big one over there, um, that Olivia says. And then John says, let go of that. I want it. 
I think you're reading into that. He wants to masturbate around the Christmas no, tree. No, he doesn't want to wank around the Christmas tree. No. Oh, you've put some snow on now. No. <laughs> think you might hate it. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, he sort of sounds a bit drunk at the end. Where are my presents? Where are my presents? Burp, burp. I'm good at living. We're falling apart. Um, it's two stars for me. I actually gave it two and a half. <laughs> oh, fuck God, sake. We found your weakness. It's schmaltzy Christmas it is. music. It's schmaltzy Christmas songs. Holy moly. Who knew? I bet you hated this next one. Oh, yeah. Fucking hate this <laughs> song. <laughs> it's the last of our guest stars. It's legend James Taylor on their version of Deck the Hall. I've got a few facts about this actually. Um, Is this about the origins? Yes. Yeah, you know, take it. You've probably got the same as me. Um, I've put that this song has been around since the 16th century, which is only a few years older than Tony Bennett. The English lyrics were written in 1862 by a man called Thomas Oliphant. Do we make an elephant gag? <laughs> well, I mean, it is the ol- elephant in the room. Hey, um, he's not anymore. No, well, very dead. Um, it sort of sounds a bit like a sort of pagan festival version, like a sort of maypole <laughs> version of this at the beginning. Um, I put, <laughs> I put, is James Taylor the best of the guest singers? He's the one who sounds the most like himself. He's just not my bag. I love James Taylor. Well, I just don't get it. Oh, fair enough. Fire and Rain is one of my favourite songs. I love that. Um, lads and Lasses. Yeah. Lads and Lasses. Oh, I, I, I like the harmonising between James and Liv. I think they do a good job there. <laughs> John can stay in the corner. John, John's go away now, John. Um, I thought it was fun, but it's also a song that's been around since the 16th century. So <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you think? Do you hate it? It's not. It's not for me. I mean, okay. Falala is never gonna, never gonna get past my uh, censorship. Um, I don't really have a lot to say. Um, there is, I think, a bass synth in this, which is the best bass synth since uh, uh, Person of Interest on this podcast. I mean, well, those would have been released about the same time, right? Twenty <laughs> twelve. Yeah, yeah, around. The Maybe same it was time. the same player. Who knows? Um, yeah, I've given this a two. It's fine. I gave it a two as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't hate it. It's just, um, it's been... Lads and lasses. Oh, it annoys me. It's been around since the 1800s. <laughs> Stop no- complaining. Noskalan, as it was originally called. Yes, indeed. And sticking with the ancient uh, theme oh, yes. here, we're going to end now with a nice Scottish song. <laughs> it's the final track, Nathan. The best medley these two have been involved with since the Grease Megamix... <laughs> Uh, old Lang Syne slash Christmas time is here. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old Lang Syne? Christmas time is here. 
Final song facts? Yeah, do it. Traditionally... <laughs> and again. I'm leaving that in. Traditionally, uh, this is sung to be... <laughs> We're so close. Traditionally, this is sung to bid farewell to the old year at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve, which we all still do. We don't know the lyrics, and I actually think the lyrics are really nice. Are they nice? I don't know. I had a friend in uh, high school who made it his mission to learn the full song. And did he? Was he the geek on New Year's Eve? Yeah. It sort of backfired because no one else knew it, so everyone sort of stopped. You would do that hand, you do the hand thing yeah, as well. Yeah, I never I've get never... that out, the crossing yeah. of hands. I mean, for, for a dyspraxic, it's just a nightmare trying to work that out. I need to get diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of Old Lang Syne at New Year's Eve. Yeah, and actually, d- like diving into the song, I'm all mm. about Old Lang Syne. Oh, yeah. It's freaking Robert Burns, yeah. the poet. Robbie Burns, yeah. Although I think that is disputed. I think he borrowed some lyrics from older. There is reference to old, the, the phrase Old Lang Syne dating back to like the 1500s or is something. This cultural appropriation. <laughs> I think it's all still Scottish, so I think we're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's Old Robbie Burns. Um, who wrote the poem and it was adapted it's like, kind of like a Jerusalem deal yeah. where the words were adapted to music and later did on. those fields <laughs> of ancient times that's a banger love a bit of Jerusalem <laughs> I sung that once in an A-level theatre studies piece <laughs> were you, what, what play was that? <laughs> this was we had to create our own Brechtian piece oh, nice. and okay. we it covered the entire history of the UK in 20 minutes wow mm. that would do it yeah, yeah. I thought you would. might have staged an England football match <laughs> And for that was at the minutes, start. Yeah, the just extended the... highlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Match oh. of the day, the play. Um, uh, yeah, this is fine, isn't it? It's fine. Do you know what? When it really gets going, I think it's around 2.15, this sort of reminds me of a sappier Quincy Jones 80s production. I've put It Transforms into an R&B slow jam. nice way to go out of a thoroughly enjoyable th- uh, 45 minutes mm-hmm. even um, though the kids came back oh yeah that's fine. well no but it was the, it was more Olivia and John kind of being was mm. it not adult singing no it was, it was the, the kids, it was the children's okay. choir wasn't it they were back before double maths <laughs> before we they gotta had, get back here and a bit of time before double maths um I think they could have, yeah, surely they could have done with some bagpipes here. I think that was oh, a real no, missed that, opportunity. No, I'm, I'm happy oh. they went with a oh. Quincy Jones organ rather than bagpipes. I, um, like, a, I like bagpipes. I've put at the end, is this one of the best things we've ever reviewed on Bad Things? No. Oh, it is for me. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I would give this a solid 40. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 63. No! You haven't. No, that's oh, 58, I'd okay. say. Okay, I mean, that's still mad. Um, it's like, it's it's fine, it's fun, it's ultimately harmless, it's for a good cause, mm. it's nice, it's still shit, though. <laughs> it's a lot of shit on here. Um, but I, re- I have no complaints. I think, um, as all the best Christmas things are, the artistic merit is pretty low, but the fun value is quite high. I just thought it was really... Genuine. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Nathan's weeping into his water. Um, I mean, the best bit was obviously the uh, the Barbara Windsor guest vocal. <laughs> Get him my tits out on Christmas. Oh God, tits out for Christmas, Barbara Windsor. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I really don't hate it. It's, um, even though I think, yeah, it's on the cusp. It's not like I'm never going to love it. Are you happy we did it? I'm thrilled. Right, yeah. I'm very. Th- I'm very glad this one. Uh, Santa with muscles. Had a, had a good strong second place finishing, but you know, it's always next year. But yeah. you know, we might be dead. But... We might exactly. We might <laughs> be, be dead next by year. that point. Yeah, we might be dead before this comes out. So <laughs> should old acquaintance be forgot? Uh, is there an aftermath? Not really. I've just got reception. Okay. Really? Should um, we do that? Yeah. Have you got any any reviews you want to pick up on? Um, no, but there's a there's a, um, a transition music we have to put in. So uh... <laughs> do that now. <laughs> okay. Our boy Stephen Thomas Erlewine oh, from yeah. All Music. He's more it... your boy. Than yeah, mine. sorry, sorry. Gave it three out of five. Hey. Um. Musically, the only left turn arrives in the amiably rocking new song, I Think You Might Like It. <laughs> Otherwise, these are songs you know by heart, all sung with a visible smile that's either ingra- ingratiating or... You went a bit Travolta there. Sorry, I couldn't get the word out. <laughs> or insufferably, unwittingly campy, depending on your perspective. Yeah. The Guardian... Caroline Sullivan, three out of five. Hey. Uh, the potential for schmaltz here is great, but it bobs along tastefully, even when Cliff Richard turns up. <laughs> I see the Guardian have joined my hatred of Cliff Richard. <laughs> One newie, I think you might like it, is deeply strange. <laughs> Nothing says festive like a country hoedown that features John Travolta crooning about his private plane. <laughs> It is a real. It's an artifact. It's a, and 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 you know. I don't want this to come for many, many, many years. But when one of them or both of them do go, mm. I want this to resurface. I want. I think you might like it to be their lasting legacy. <laughs> the man in the mirror. Yeah. Of, uh, of their... <laughs> yes. Physical would be top ten, won't it? Oh no, the one you know, Greece. One yeah, it'll be all the Greece stuff, 10, yeah. won't it? Yeah. Um. Uh, do you want a bad review? Oh, I'm not sure I can take I it. I mean, it's from the Edmonton Journal, so... Oh, that pristine music. Amanda Ash, double-A batteries. <laughs> Very popular at this time of year. She gave a less positive review, stating, This Christmas is a train wreck would be oh. an understatement. Depressingly devoid of sentiment, which I disagree with. Newton-John and Travolta's duets also sound incredibly awkward. Oh. I think their dialogue sounds awkward, but yeah. it's, it, it's charming. The dialogue is very awkward, and I would not say charming at some point. Um, and because it's a charity album, this so- this sold absolutely awfully. Because <laughs> um, people are dicks. <laughs> number 81 oh. on the Billboard 200. Oh. Uh, but it was Newton John's first album in the top 100 since Back With A Heart, which peaked at number 59 in 1998. Oh. Um, I... On bo- I did a Travolta then again. <laughs> On Boxing Day 2012, the album had sold 35,596. 35 copies. 35 copies. <laughs> it's Robin Thicke's yeah. Um And the album only peaked at number 33 in Australia. Um, God. <laughs> and most of those were Olivia Newton-John's family members. 
Come I... on, please. <laughs> That's all I've got for this Christmas. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. What a romp. Yeah, I had fun. Romp. I had fun. I had the album three times. And oh, it, I list- yeah, three times. It only it got boring at the end when I had to take notes. Yes. I loved it. I walked home to this the other day. Oh, it was I terrific. love walking around to this album. Yeah. Yeah, I genuinely think I'm going to listen to I Think I Might Like It. Um, again, like in a non And I think The Winter Wonderland as well, I really enjoyed. Those are the two that I'm going to listen to again. Everything else is fine. I'm going to press for this to be a present opening song. Oh, um, um, okay. A Do song? It. Not yeah, song, yeah. sorry, album. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, it's play. great background music. I mean, it's not Phil Spector. Um, <laughs> but then neither of these people have shot anyone. So. And on that note... <laughs> Let's wrap things up. Um, like the Christmas presents that Nathan will be unwrapping, we're going to wrap things up. Um, ding dong merrily on our dons. Um, <laughs> Jacob, it's going to be February soon. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. And I finally hand over to you for our next poll. I know, three music in a row. That's insane. Um, um, yeah, I thought, as you said, uh, it's going to be February. And so I thought I'd do a themed poll. Oh, I wonder what this is going to be. <laughs> Bad rom-coms, everybody. I've got four absolute horribly reviewed rom-coms for you. And rom-coms is a genre where a lot can go wrong. So let's find out. Number one. One of the maddest film synopses of all time. Strap yourselves in. Here we go. This is directly from IMDb. Drunk, Archie sends a valentine to his best friend's wife. She sends one to her husband. He hides it, so she disguises herself as a slut. She disguises herself <laughs> as a slut. Will he cheat on his wife with his wife? Let's see what happens. <laughs> Doesn't that sound mental? It does, yes. So this is starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Jimmy Mystery and Do Grey Scott. This film was written by one of my university lecturers. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I have met the man who co-wrote this film. It has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 2005's The Truth About Love oh. coming your oh, way. Oh, I wish it was just called Slug. <laughs> oh, I don't think we could have reviewed it. <laughs> We're going back to the 80s for this one, um, which is a territory we rarely dip our toe into. This is 1987. It's a film about a man who falls in love with a shop front dummy. Brat Pack member Andrew McCarthy is head over heels for Sex and the City's Kim Cattrall, who is a shop dummy possessed by the spirit of a woman from ancient Egypt. (laughs) Watch them ride around Philadelphia on their motorcycle and wince in pain at everything else. This is the film that gave birth to the song Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. This is Mannequin from 1987. And Um, how's Mannequin spelled? Because there's like two spellings. Uh, I think it's M A double N. Yes. Right. What's the other one? With isn't, a C. Isn't there an M A N I K I N spelling? I don't know. Oh, that's just my brain. <laughs> it's not something I expected to discuss, but fair enough. Mannequin. Mannequin. Yes. Back to the 2010s now. 2012. It's a sports-themed rom-com. Gerard Butler stars as a washed-up ex-soccer player. <laughs> the freaking leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yes. Um, He attempts to turn his life around by coaching his son's team. His love interests include Jessica Biel, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Uma Thurman. This is called Playing for Keeps. (laughs) It was originally called Playing the Field, but they changed it to Playing for Keeps. Yeah, great choice there. Because that's far more human. (laughs) 
Nathan shook his fist in horror. And let's wrap things up with a very... <laughs> some of the stuff I've said today. <laughs> the Barbara Windsor stuff. Oh, no. Oh, so cancelled. Let's wrap this up with a very aptly titled film. This is the brainchild of a man called Gary Marshall, who is famous for creating the sitcom Happy Days. This is the first in a loose trilogy of ensemble rom-coms featuring a stacked class including Jessica Biel, again, Jessica Alba, Bradley Cooper, Jamie Foxx, Queen Latifah, Anne Hathaway, Aston Kutcher, Taylor Lautner, and the film debut of Taylor Swift. This is the very appropriately titled 2010 movie Valentine's Day. This gets my vote. Oh, really? Because of yeah. Taylor? Oh, but the first one's good. I'm going to have to have a think. I might toss a coin okay. to decide. So your options are The Truth About Love, Mannequin, Playing for Keeps, and Valentine's Day. There will be a poll going up at some point. Valentine's Day heavily parodied when it came out. Family Guy was all over that. Oh, moment, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, as I said, there's three. There's Valentine's Day, there's New Year's Day, and there's Mother's Day. And all three are terribly reviewed oh, so maybe we do the trilogy could be a start of a trilogy here who knows but yeah that's your option those are your options vote away another stonking poll thank, thank you. you no thank you um the poll for january has not been decided yet <laughs> as as we're recording well we know uh, who it's gonna be we know it is a black eyed peas themed poll the it poll. will be one of monkey business the end the duchess please vote for the duchess <laughs> or hashtag that power our god dead power um so, uh, yeah, that poll result will be on our social media when we're ready. And that will be our January episode bringing in... Oh, God, January and February, they are a struggle, aren't they? They're not so bad as, as a wrestling fan. January, you get the Royal Rumble, which is essentially Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, January... Yeah, to get you through those just awful months... Uh, we will have a couple of episodes of bad things for you. Um, Christmas gift two didn't happen, so that's the end of my notes. Um, I, yeah, I guess the, I know. Like it's the end of the bad things year. It so, is the end of the bad things year. Um, it's been a weird one because obviously uh, less weird than yeah, last well, year, yeah, sort of. But the schedule was very disrupted because mm-hmm. we were both very busy. We moved. We moved. Um, we got. We did one in person. We did several in person. Mm-hmm. Now we have a. We have a setup. We bought a table. We've got it's a great. horrible camping table. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a very strange year. Um, but I think that yeah, it feels like Rootbox was. Oh my ages! A ago. lifetime ago. Oh my god, that was yeah, this yeah. year. That was this year. Was that January? Yeah, yeah, that's the January one. Yeah, wow. it's coming up to a year since Rootbox, which just. I mean, LMFAO feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> that was in this room, though, isn't <laughs> Which is uh, not near Brixton. No, no, it's not. Um, um, but I, I just I just want to say, as I always do, thank you. For... I, mean, I mean, of course, to you as well. I mean, I will say again, your editing help as per usual. Um, I know it's been a bit hairy with mm. deadlines and stuff this year. I'm still grateful to you, you for editing away. Hopefully we can get to an arrangement where um, I can help you out a little bit um, because you've got lovely, lots of lovely side projects going on which don't turn so lovely when you've got a lot no, to do. No, I have a full-time um, job for the first but, um, time in my life. As so. always, uh, as every year, thank you for being my friend oh. and uh, thank you for co-hosting with me. It's been a pleasure. 22 episodes in. <laughs> Two full years. Oh, wow. That's um, crazy. It's been, yeah, because, yeah, first episode was October 2019, so it's been over two mm-hmm. years, which is mad. And we're still here. We're still here. And we've still sort of done it quite regularly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened. I think I think we should be blunt and say we don't know what 2022 holds. Uh-huh. 
in terms of what's going to happen with this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, it's very up in the air at the moment. Yeah, um, but we're going to try. We're going to try, and we'll see. Yeah. We will. I, we will get to the Wilsons. We will get definitely. to the Wilsons um, because they, it's been a to celebrate this year, yeah. definitely. So that'll be March. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. From, from there, season. who knows? But um, we've both got a lot. Well, I especially are, are very yeah. busy at the moment, and it's not very good for my brain. <laughs> so I am trying to balance my life. I don't know whether this will be part of that balance mm-hmm. or not, but let's not speculate on that until we have to. Um, but I, you know. If I didn't, if I, if I didn't love doing this as much as I do, they would make the decision a lot It'd easier. Be gone. So, <laughs> so that's a testament to how much I love doing this. Um, I love that we've built up such a weird repertoire and such yeah. a weird universe that we can give weird jangly. And whatever gifts to happens, each other. we have our recordings forever, Jacob. Exactly. So Precisely. even if you know nobody listens, they are there <laughs> on my hard drive that it contains my entire life's work. Exactly. Um, yeah. Including some teenage photos of my. Oh, that sounded really. Weird. <laughs> oh God. I phrase that very That's how long. you want to end this. Um, <laughs> no, I want to end by saying thank you to anyone who's listened. And as ironic and devoid of compassion and sentiment as I am, Christmas is a time for all of that stuff. I really hope after last year, everyone gets to go home, spend it with their families, have a wonderful time, um, do what you need to do to forget what happened last year. Um... <sighs> Yeah, um, well. we'll see what, hap- what happens with this new variant, but I hope everyone gets back. And have yourself a merry little Christmas um, Go home and have some fun, guys, please. <laughs> merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Social media? Oh, <laughs> fuck got... it, it's Christmas, they oh, know. Fuck it. They know where they to find know. us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. At Bad Things Pod, find us. We're on Acast and Apple Podcasts as well. And uh, yeah, I want it to end on us singing. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we fucked it. So, never mind. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Ding dong, merrily on high. Bad thing is done for the year. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>